Oh, man, it is Friday up in here. It's about damn time to get our Friday on. Welcome to the Big 49. I am the Stretchery. And I am fired up and fired up, fired up for the Friday freaking fiesta. Uh, Coming up today, there's moto everywhere. Moto, moto, moto. It's what we do the best. And I tell you, it is not going to disappoint today. Coming up in moments, we will talk to Justin Cooper of the Star Racing Yamaha crew. Sitting at fifth place overall in the championship points. And... I, I, he could win it all at this point. It's anybody's ball game. There's that anyone in the top five in the points right now has a really good chance of winning it all. I would say that you know better odds are on Hunter Lawrence winning it, but Hunter's had two bad races in a row that none of us saw coming, and you know not his fault last week when a bike blows up, but crap happens in the moto game. So. He's got a shot. Another guy that's got a shot is sitting one notch ahead of him at number four in the championship points. And he's been very quiet at creeping his way up to number four until last weekend when he got his first moto win of the year and got on the podium for the first time this season as well. His name is Joe Shimoda from the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. We dig this kid, and we will talk to Joe Shimoda. Plus, if you missed it yesterday... We got Tom Vial of the Red Bull KTM team right in the middle of those. So we can go Justin Cooper, going to go Tom Vial, then gonna, then it's Joe Shimoda, and then close it out with a rerun of the Justin Cooper. It's moto, 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 moto today. That's what we do. We are very, very thorough in our moto coverage. I like Joe Shimoda, man. And, I, and Justin Cooper, a lot of respect for that kid, man. He rides... Hard. You can tell he's hard on himself, though, just by his body language and talking to him after the races. You can tell that. Uh, it wouldn't be a stretch show without a UFO update. We'll do that right after we talk to Justin Cooper in a few minutes. Get our moto on, whatever's going on in the world of uh, moto and whatever's going on in the world of UFOs. You are guaranteed those every day here on the stretch show. I got a story about sharks that makes me want to punch people in the dick. I'll get into that SAG after strike, which is pretty interesting, very interesting, and we'll talk about that. Uh, we also got what else? So I, I've got stories just everywhere, everywhere. Oh, we're going to talk about uh, the BS shenanigans that are alleged freaking law enforcement agencies in America, and, and I say alleged because they aren't even worth being called law enforcement agencies. And we're going to talk about those asshat clown show political douchebag F-tards. Get into that story. Oh, man, I'm pissed about that. The Nicole uh, Klein story out of the White House. We're going to get into that. It's just a bunch of crap is what it is. A bunch, a bunch of crap. Oh, man, I tell you. And then I got a guy that was really bad at his job, and, well, he paid the price. Sometimes when you really suck at your job, really bad things happen to you, and that happened this time. I think he was sleeping on the job. That's how he got got. I'm actually certain he was asleep on the job. I think he says he was asleep at the job, but his job kind of allows that. But I say no sleep. You stay up all night and do what you got to do. Security never takes a break. All right, we'll get into all these. I feel like I'm rambling already. It's Friday, and I don't give an F. The finish line is in sight for stretch, and I'm getting giddy. I am getting giddy. I see the finish line coming, and I am literally getting giddy of, 
I'm gonna retire. It's done. It's done. I'm hanging it up, and I can't wait. So let's uh, get down. Let's talk to Justin Cooper, and then after that, I'll get your UFOs for you. I got all the UFOs you can shake a stick at. It's the Big Forty Nine. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with Mr. Justin Cooper of the Star Racing Yamaha crew, and he is back up on the box and looked really damn good today at Southwick. And uh, Justin, you really had the win in the bag. A couple of mistakes here and there seemed like that's what might have cost you, but let's talk about the great day you did have and still finishing second on the day, no slouch at all. Is this a track that you have some experience on? Because I know you grew up in New York, which is not at all uh, far from here. So uh, walk us through your day today. Yeah, I kind of avoided this place, to be honest. Um, <laughs> okay. I rode here on 50s and 65s one time I raced here. Wow. And uh, the next time I raced here was my first pro national here. So all right. uh, no really experience here. It's very close to home. It's like two and a half, three hours. So okay. it is kind of the closest one to me. But um never really got the chance to to come up here on a regular basis but right. overall in the day uh felt like i gave it away to be honest but um overall it's a really good day for me my riding was yeah. good and uh man just close to that win i just couldn't get it done today all right let's talk about the championship points because you're sitting at fifth place right now and you would think that that's a a big deal and, and pretty tough to make up with just five rounds left in this outdoor season but you're only like 21 maybe 22 points out of the uh out of the title so you're right there is this uh, today considering too the guys that are battling the red plate which are hayden and hunter neither one of them even made the podium today so does this give you a, like a shot in the ass to get out there and realize like the title's still within your reach yeah exactly um i kind of realized the situation going into meadow too that uh yeah. those guys are having a tough day and uh, came in 48 points down and now I'm 22. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I cut it in more than half. So it's just crazy <laughs> to see what can happen in one round and yeah. crazy how this sport is. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, unfortunate I missed that one round, but, um, yeah. that's what we're dealt with. And, you know, Hunter's having a tough time too. So, uh, got to make the most of every moto and uh yeah take this thing down to the wire yeah and then talking about the one round that you did miss that was high point where you had a gnarly crash you left there in an ambulance and it didn't look like you were going to be back anytime soon you just missed that round and you're back now and let's talk about the, that injury are you fully recovered from that gnarly crash that we saw yeah i think so um my breathing is still a little bit off and my neck is just sore that okay. doesn't really prevent the riding i would say but yeah. I'm um, just a little bit uncomfortable with uh, deep breathing right now. So right. that's getting better, and uh, I'm working on that. But uh, the effects of it have pretty much gone away. Just got yeah. a little bit of a stiff neck still. And it's, uh, you know, once we're out there racing, it's it's no, you know, it doesn't prevent me from riding any better or being any worse out there. All right. And next week we are heading to Millville. That is another track you've had some success on. Uh, how does it rank in your favorite tracks? Do you like that one? I know what's funny is everyone loves Southwick in the sense of the fans are wild and it's great, but everyone kind of dreads Southwick. We all know that. But what are you looking forward to about Millville next week? I I like it. I think it is one of the – I think Redbud and this uh, Millville are probably the best tracks on the circuit. Okay. Uh, next week we're going to have a good track coming, yeah. um, good layout, a lot of elevation, good dirt, and – 
yeah, it definitely ranks up there for me. All right. Well, you made up a lot of points today, and I got a feeling you're going to make up even more, at least on one dude, if not both of them, next week. And it's going to be a three-man race for that red plate, and we can't wait to see it. Congratulations on a great ride today and just you know making your way back into the championship hunt. Congratulations to you and the Star Racing Yamaha crew. We'll see you next week in Minnesota. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. The absolute kings of motocross social media, the Lawrence brothers, are at it again. These guys are really plugged in to using social media like no one really has before, and they're going to do it this weekend again differently than anyone ever has. They say the guy that typically films them will not be there this weekend, so they're going to use their fans, and this is what they want you to do. They want you to tag Jetson Millville, any footage of Jet, or Hunter Millville for any footage of Hunter, and for every single one of those clips that they use for their social media, they're going to send out that person a quad lock gift package, which is pretty cool. And to sweeten the pot even more, they say whoever gets the funniest clip of either Lawrence brother will get their race goggles signed and mailed to them. They say get creative. It sounds like an open invitation to mess with the Lawrence brothers, and I think they'll love it. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a stretch show on a Friday. It wouldn't be a stretch show without a UFO update because there is always, always, always some UFO news lately. The whistleblowers coming out of the woodworks. We got senators trying to shake their miniature dongs and act like they're huge. Show the power they got. You got freaking the Pentagon trying to hide everything they can. You got shadow members within the government probably hiding UFOs as we speak. I mean, and I mean, hiding physical craft in dead aliens. There's a lot. This is better than any episode of The X-Files ever. And you know what's weird? The X-Files, which was a UFO show, I think is what everybody was into, aliens and this and that. They copped out big time. And even that show that was like a science fiction, you know, awesomeness, ended up just bailing on the UFO thing. And it was all, there were no such things as UFOs. They ended up being the government... And they were hoaxing to, well, for whatever reason, the smoking man. Suck my balls. I'm really your dad, Fox Mulder. That's it's just, they blew that series when they wrapped it up. They did not do it justice. Because now look, now we're finding out UFOs are effing real and they look stupid. They had a chance to stick to their guns and be like, UFOs are real. And the government's covering up and they didn't. All right. Speaking of people that want to cover up to be gone... How about Chuck Schumer, one of the biggest douchebags in the world, the Senate Majority Leader of the United States of America, uh, says that they have got a bipartisan measure that aims to force the release of UFO records. They said this committee would create a review board to declassify documents related to unidentified aerial phenomenon across the government. The majority leader is pushing legislation to create a commission with very broad authority to declassify government documents about UFOs and extraterrestrial matters in an attempt to force the government to share all that it knows about unidentified aerial phenomena. The measure offers the possibility of pushing back against the conspiracy theories that surround the discussion of UFOs and fears that the government is hiding critical information from the public. 
So they're trying to clear the government's good name. Yeah, my ball sack, that's what you're doing. Trying to come clean because you've been lying for ADF in years, you lying ass sea suckers. And I don't care what party you're in, you lying bastards. The uh, legislation which Mr. Schumer will introduce as an amendment to the annual defense policy bill has uh, broad bipartisan support, including many Republicans. And they are into this, and they're like, let's come clean. They say support in the House is likely if they put it through. The House will sign off on it. And these bastards are in a bind. I say at that point, President Biden would appoint a nine-person review board subject to Senate approval. And Senate staff members say the uh, intent is to select a group of people who would push for disclosure while protecting sensitive intelligence collection methods. That's a big story right there. It's another big, big story. On top of of that, I have more big stories for you. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. A Republican senator who's not going to be outdone by that Democrat bastard Schumer. He's dropping more bombs. And and I'm talking uh, about Burchett, the Republican from Tennessee that we talked about earlier this week. He's been throwing things out there all week. Uh, along with another lady out of Florida. And what they're saying is there's hearings coming soon. They say you can expect Senate hearings about UFOs by the end of July. And it is now, what, the 14th today. So that's a couple weeks away. We're about two weeks away from some Senate hearings about UFOs. And then they're going to get in the defense bill. Oh, yeah, you efforts want another dime from us? Come clean, you mofos. The balls are in the vice, and they are getting squeezed. And uh, we're going to get something out of this. If they manage to walk away from this and be like, ah, oh, yeah, nothing, nothing to see here. Yeah, there's some stuff we don't know what it is, but that's it. I, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, so there we go. And they are uh, offering... Uh, anonymity to anyone who speaks candidly about UFOs and remember there's all kinds of whistleblower laws in effect and this is just getting more and more and more interesting the defense department was reached and said hey how do you guys feel about this uh, request for comment on uh, what's going to happen here and and what they're saying they're going to drag your asses in front of congress and you're going to have to testify and if you lie you're going to jail And if you hunt for UFOs and we don't know about it, you're going to jail when we find out about it. Uh, They gave no no comment. So the Defense Department is the devil. The Pentagon is the devil. These senators and congressmen, about half of them are the devil. Most of them you can't trust. And they're on the take from the big secret governments. And we'll see what happens. I'm not holding my breath, but this is the closest we've ever come to any type of disclosure. And let's hope it happens. They say once they have the uh, hearings, they will be the latest example of Congress digging into the UFO space after alien fever has briefly gripped Washington and the entire United States. And they're crediting all this to after the Chinese balloon got shot down and then those other balloons is what really freaked everyone out. I'm saying it started in 2017 with the TikTok video and now these whistleblowers are what's really blowing the roof off. I think they are definitely burying the lead here. The whistleblower saying we got alien spaceships and dead aliens is really the interesting thing here, let's be honest. But 
whatever. And by the way, that one story I, I read you, the first story, that was from the New York Times. It's not like from the National Enquirer or some rag. No, that was the New York Times. So this crap's getting real, man. All right, coming up uh, next, I got another fun story for you. I'll figure it out. It's fr- I don't give an F. It's Friday. I'll find something. I'll throw it at you. <laughs> it's the big four nine. The man Entertainment report. Man, the French are way more passionate people than Americans. You know, in America, you hate a guy because of his political views, and you pretty much just bitch about it, but that's about it. Well, in France this week, someone sent the president of France, Macron, they sent him their finger in the mail. Like, I don't know if it was the middle finger, but I'm assuming it was. Like, you chopped off your finger and mailed it to the president. That's not a love letter. That's a big F you, and those Frenchies are kind of cool. Nerdapalooza is going to get hit this year. I'm talking about San Diego's Comic-Con, which is coming up. And here's why SAG-AFTRA actors have voted to go on strike after talks with them and the studios fell apart. So they now join the writers who have been on strike for a while now. And here's the deal. If you're a SAG-AFTRA actor, you cannot do promotion. You cannot go to, uh, you're not even supposed to do social media, let alone show up at a convention and talk about projects that you've worked on. So they are shut down. Those actors can't do anything. And the people at Comic-Con are crapping their nerdy pants. Former NFL quarterback Philip Rivers needs to learn to keep it in his pants. The dude just announced he's expecting his 10th child with his wife. Now, the difference between Philip Rivers and an NBA player is that he actually has all 10 kids with the same woman. But still, 10 kids is excessive, dude. You need to put that thing away and stop having sex with that woman because apparently she's very fertile. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Aw, crap, Stretch. More bounce? Somebody getting shanked in prison? No. Well, yeah, basically. Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people are getting shanked right now. And they're all union members getting shanked by their unions. You got the entire television motion picture industry shut down right now due to a union strike with the writers. And now while the writers are on strike and they still haven't come to an agreement with the studios... The actors announced they are going on strike, and you're like, well, they're already not working, so we may as well get it all done at once. Well, here's the problem. If you were an actor, and they've been doing, you know, what they can, going out there, one of the biggest things, that I put this in the entertainment today, one of the biggest ways that actors make money is if you've done anything sci-fi-ish or, or uh, uh, superhero-ish or anything along those lines, you are welcome with open arms at the dork conventions, and there's no bigger dork convention than Comic-Con coming up here in San Diego, and they just took a shot in the nuts because here's what you're expecting. If you're a union member, you no longer, while you're on strike, you will get booted from the union and you will be blackballed from the industry. You cannot do interviews, period. You cannot do a tour at all promoting anything. You cannot do a fan expo, a.k.a. Comic-Con. You cannot do a podcast appearance. You cannot do an award show. And you cannot do a social media post about any project on social media. Now, here's something that blows. Uh, My son is an actor. He's not been working at all. They also can't do auditions or any plan on any future work. 
So my my son's TV show, which is called Heels, which is on Stars, can't be promoted now. They're coming up on their season two. It's they're making or break it. Will they get a season three? And no one's going to be allowed to do like my son can't come on the podcast. He cannot come on my podcast as his father and talk about the show that he put a lot of work into called Heels on Stars, and he can't talk about it. All right, he'll get blackballed from the union. So it sucks because you want that show to be successful for all those actors and, and everyone on that crew so they can have a job for another year and maybe get into better residuals and all that other stuff. But they can't. They can't even come on a podcast. Can't do a convention. Basically, they just shot themselves in the nuts. If you're an actor... You better go get a job at Denny's is what it is. Because that's the only place you're not crossing the line. No singing, no dancing. You can't do anything. There's really nothing. Maybe you can go on OnlyFans. But that's it. I don't know how this affects radio. A lot of radio people are sag after. I know Motoman's a big union guy. I should ask him. He loves the union. I should say, hey, uh, my, by the way, Motoman may not do a show tomorrow. He may not come on on the stretch show uh, or on the, uh, the moto show tomorrow. Or man, it may be uh, Kyle and and Jason from Honda Yamaha Redlands might be it. We may not have Moto Man. He may be out on strike on a SAG after strike, saying I'm not performing. Guess we'll find that out today at three o'clock if it's just the Kyle show instead of Moto Man and Kyle. That'd be crazy. I think Kyle's gonna be excited. Stretches left. He's gonna be excited. Stretches left the Moto show because I'm not there to bust balls and yell at people. He'll be very happy about that. I think he's going to be happy stretch his sleeve in the 49, too. He's going to be like, oh, my God, finally I can breathe without fear of getting punched in the nuts. Man. Yeah, it's crazy time. Crazy, crazy time out there in the world. All right, coming up next, uh, let's get back into that Tom Vial interview from yesterday. If you missed it, he got his first win ever in America. And we will talk to him. And then coming up very shortly after that, we'll get down with Joe Shimoda. It's not effing around on a moto-type Friday. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Fresh off a trip to the UK to race in the World Supercross, Shane McElrath is back in America, and he is racing this weekend, and he'll do it aboard a YZ450. He's got a full video up on YouTube if you want to see him training and getting ready for this weekend's race in Millville. And I got to tell you, the guy's pretty freaking on fire. I can't wait to see what he does in the 450 class. I know he's going to be a top 10. Just where in the top 10 is he going to fall? I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's the Stretch Show. And we have got a call. BS on BS on top of BS on top of BS. Let's talk about cocaine found at the White House in an area known as the West Wing, which is where the first family lives. So that means staff or family member or the president left a baggy cocaine in the White House. And Secret Service found it. And you know what Secret Service thinks when they find something like that? Oh, crap. There's poison in here. Someone's trying to kill the president. First thing they got to think. So they immediately call it a hazmat and do all the crap and remove it. They think it's freaking, you know, some 
nerve agent or something in a little baggie that could possibly kill someone. At the same time, they're looking at it like it's weird that it's in this little baggie. It looks like drugs. We better test it. So they do everything right. They sound the alarm. That's how the media finds out about it. And they say, oh, no, we tested it. It was cocaine in the White House. Well, weird news. Right about that time, uh, right before the 4th of July, the president was getting his whole family together. That included his cocaine-snorting son, Hunter. He was at the White House. And if you've seen any videos, Hunter was bouncing off the walls. So then they say, all right, well, now that we got a felony uh, on the hand, somebody brought an illegal substance into the White House, and it's a bad look for the president and his family. So we got to get to the bottom of this, and we'll get a fingerprint off the bag, and we're going to identify this person. Also, this is the effing White House. The most important person in America is the president of the United States at any given time which is why there's so much security around the guy, which is why there are cameras everywhere. And if somebody got in, they would see you, find you, know who you were before you got anywhere near where the president might be. And they would have already had the president moved away to his secret quarters where he would be safe. That is their job. And they are not lackadaisical at that job. You think security's tied out in the middle of the desert at Area 51? Try to sneak into the White House, mofo. Yeah, your ass is snagged before you even know you're, you know, making headway. They got you. So here we go. We find cocaine at the White House. And I said, they're either going to roll some poor kitchen employee under the table and get him to take the fall for Hunter. Or they're going to say, oh, no, it's inconclusive. Well, option B, the FBI has announced and the, and the Secret Service, both of them, the FBI crime lab couldn't get fingerprints or DNA off of the bag. So we had a bag of cocaine. Now, what if it was some type of poison? What if it was? What if it was a deadly toxin brought in there by a Chinese double agent that was coming into the White House and they were leaving that in there to get everybody sick from spores or whatever the hell it was and to kill everyone? You think they'd know who it was? You, you bet your ass they'd know who it was. They would have traced that person back. We would have had an APB out on them, or they would have apprehended them within minutes because they would have known who they were when they checked into the White House. So we know who was in that area. Within that time frame, we have cameras everywhere. And guess what? Cameras are malfunctioning. Yeah, Jeffrey F. and Epstein all over again. They say they're dropping the case because it's inconclusive and they're unable to identify whoever brought the cocaine in. So here's what I'm going to do. Let's go all do bumps on the White House lawn. Because apparently the Secret Service and the FBI are so effing stupid, they wouldn't be able to catch any of us on camera doing it. So Hunter Biden did that. Now I'm screaming Hunter Biden allegedly brought cocaine into the White House from the top of the mountains. Because that's sure as hell what it seems like. When the Secret Service and the FBI can't identify a person to put a baggie of something in the freaking White House, the most highly secure place in our country, you know the fix is in. And the fix is in to save the president's ass who doesn't have a chance in hell of winning re-election. And he's so bad at his job, he's being challenged by people within his own party. And I don't remember that happening in my lifetime. And I'm an old ass mofo. We got another Democrats that are gonna challenge him to run for president. 
and he's the sitting president. That is a no-no. You don't do that. But that's how bad things are. So it's BS. We know that the FBI is a puppet, and he's got his hand up their ass. And we also know the Secret Service is just as stupid, and this is a load of crap. A load of crap. I have like 65 security cameras at my desk at my job. I can crack this case. Let me go in there and get a look at those cameras. I'll fix it for you. I'm just a numb nut security guard. I've, I've, I've solved this one in two seconds flat. Put a Biden got high in the White House. That's what I say. I already solved it. Fixed it right there. I'll go in. I'll interrogate that mofo. This is bull crap. Bull crap. Bull crap. All right, I'm pissed. Up next, let's talk to Joe Shimoda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki. I like this kid. Everyone likes Joe Shimoda. My, 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 my Shimoda. Coming up on a 4 9. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Here is this weekend's Spring Creek Injury Report. For the 450s, it's nothing new. The guys that are hurt were hurt last week, and many for the same reasons. No one who's been hurt is coming back this week. In the 250s, it's a different story. We've got two factory guys making their season debut tomorrow at Spring Creek, and that is Kawasaki's Austin Forkner and TLD Gas Gas's Pierce Brown. Also returning to the 250s is Mr. Eat Our Meat himself, Robbie Frickin' Wageman of the Bar X Suzuki team. Can't wait to see Robbie back out there. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with Mr. Joe Shimoda for the first time this season up on the podium. And you get your first moto win of the season, and that is cool to see. And I know you've been out for a long time, sitting on the injury list, and then you got back in, and it seems like you've been knocking the rust off. But you've been doing something because we're watching you. You get a moto win today. You get on the podium today, and you're sitting at fourth place overall in the outdoor championship points right now. So, you know, what's been going on with you this entire outdoor season and, and what kind of got you to today where you looked really dialed in? Yeah, to be honest, I'm, yeah, like, I'm struggling, like, since this whole outdoor season. Okay. And uh, just honestly, like, throughout the week, I've been basically only testing. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was just hard for me to, like, get this, like, Slow going, you know, going to the yeah. race to two thirties at full pace and just yeah. um, with knowing little uncomfortable stuff. But just to, yeah. today with having a win, yeah. um, I think I think team deserves more than I do. You know, that I know they're working super hard for me, and then finally get to show something on, on the table. So I'm um, I'm happy for them. Uh, and we're happy for them, but we're happy for you too because, like I said, you're only 20 points out sitting at number four overall in the championship points, and that's not even a race. And we've seen uh, Hunter, who looked unbeatable at the start, 
have bad races now, two in a row. And uh, Hayden, we're yet to see him have a really bad race, but that could happen too. So you are within striking distance. Does that change your philosophy at all in these uh, the second half of the season, moving forward, a new strategy or anything like that? Or, or are you even thinking about the championship right now? To be honest, I, I don't care. Like, wow. yeah. I'm not even... Yeah. Honestly, I'm not even looking at like uh, like last weekend's score. Like okay. I'm just right now, like I'm fo I'm focused on bringing my full potential to the race. Okay. Literally, I di I never look at uh, scoreboard on Instagram or anything. Just wow. Right now, just I don't care. Uh, I, I dig that. I dig the honesty. I know that you, you're in a lot of times it's like you're just back on the bike and you want to get dialed in and be the best that you can be, and that's all that really matters to you. I appreciate that. How about uh, next week, though, going into Millville? Are you excited about that track? you like Spring Creek, or where does that sit on your list? No, I like I like Spring Creek. It's one of my favorite tracks. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Want to have a good time there too. All right. Well, Joe Shimoda having a good time. You look like you're having a good time because you got that moto win today and you're up on the podium and it's well deserved a fan favorite and a big 49 favorite as well. We wish you the best of luck heading into Minnesota and Millville next weekend. We'll talk to you again. Get back up on the box. I am Stretch. This is the big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Tomorrow, Motocross is back in Minnesota, don't you know? And they are going to be racing Spring Creek at Millville. And we can't wait to see it get down. This week, the West Coast does get that one-hour difference. One hour we're going to get. It's going to start at 11 a.m. Pacific time instead of 10 a.m. Pacific time. That means all the numbnuts is here on the 49 will be in the studio at 10 a.m. Pacific time to start the pre-race coverage, go through all their picks, and get everything rolling. And you don't want to miss a minute of that as we cover your wall-to-wall -wall race coverage right here on a big 49. And if you want to watch it on television, it's on the Peacock, which has been pretty damn stellar coverage so far this year. I am not going to lie. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49 is a stretch show on a Friday. Don't forget today, Last Chance Radio coming up at 3. Moto Man, possibly Kyle. Ah, I like that show. I like that show. Moto and Kyle going to get down. We got some uh, stuff coming up soon on the 49. It'll be cool. Some new uh, features. They're actually not even new, old features. I know the track report's going to come back very soon. And uh, I may not be doing the Moto Minutes all that much longer either as I start the slow to fade on Stretch's radio career coming. So we're going to phase me out more, the merrier, the faster, the better, and that will all be good. And the 4.9 will live on and rock on. And like I said, if there's ever an issue, I will come back to fight for my friends. So if Terrestrial Radio decides like to F, F with us or moto, anyone in the Moto world, I will come back and just... Turn the battleship towards them. I will put all guns on them, and I will make it my life's mission to just obliterate that individual and that entity. And it's easy to do when you got a 24-7 radio station. So I swear that, that that's a possibility. But for the most part, I plan on going away. I don't want to fight anymore. I'm done fighting. I've been in radio wars since I was 18 years old, and I'm well over 50, and I'm just done. 
I'm done. I'm done. I want my life back. So that's what's happening. Right now, I'm going to tell you about one fight that I do have left in me, and that's uh, science. He's going to trust the science, dude. Get the shots. The vaccinations work. Okay, they're not really vaccinations. You get it, and you can still get sick, but you should totally get it. Okay. Well, those same idiots are now praising all of the sharks being found in the coastal waters off of New York. They're going, this is very good news. Yes, there's great whites swimming everywhere, right on the beaches that we're in with our families all summer long, but we've got to learn to exist with them. This means that the fish population around New York is really, really booming, and that's what sharks eat, and that's why sharks are there. Sharks do not want to bite people, despite what that fat idiot stretch says. They do not want to bite you. It's an accident. Yeah, guess what happened in New York last year? A record number of shark attacks for New York. So you got sharks that don't want to bite people, effing biting people. And if you're a dumbass scientist saying that kind of stupid crap, you should be kicked in the dick and I'm the guy to do it. They say human bites are almost always accidental. A shark might confuse you for marine life, or it may simply get snagged on your leg as it's chomping down trying to remove it and eat it like a drumstick from Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> That's a joke. Sharks don't want to eat you. Your leg does not taste like Kentucky Fried Chicken. It tastes like poop. Sharks don't like poop. That's why they flee when the waters are dirty. So rejoice that the sharks are here. Oh, eat a bag of dicks, you stupid ass mofos. Sharks eat people, stay out of the water, don't go in the water, don't get eaten by a shark, or you're stupid. Don't listen to scientists. We've learned, if nothing, since the pandemic that scientists are idiots. They know nothing. Scientists are the biggest idiots on the planet. Oh my God. I'm losing my mind. I think I just blew a blood vessel in my eye. I gotta calm down. I gotta go calm. I'm gonna go calm down. You guys are gonna listen to an interview from Justin Cooper. And I'm going to get the F out of here and start my weekend. It's the big 4-9. Ah, thank God. It is time to go. Put a fork in the fat man. He is done for another week. I lived. I survived another week. I got to survive the next three, four weeks, five weeks, whatever the hell it is. And 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 I'll be fine. All right, let's... uh, get up out of here. It's time for me. I have another story. I had a story I didn't get to yesterday that was interesting. Speaking of COVID and not listening to scientists, uh, they found out that deer, like white-tailed deer, have been both getting COVID from humans throughout the pandemic and giving COVID to humans. I don't know if people were like eating roadkill or it was once they shot or it shouldn't really be getting that close to a white-tailed deer, but apparently people have gotten close enough to give them freaking COVID. And then they spread it amongst all their deer friends. And then the deer came back and gave it to people. That's crazy. There's nothing to worry about. You can't spread it to animals. It's totally fine. If everyone gets vaccinated, sure, it'll be great. If you don't get vaccinated, well, we'll make sure you don't have a job and you can't fly. And you can't go to a concert. And we'll destroy your life. But it's totally optional if you want to get one. If you don't, we understand. F you, scientist. F you. I hate scientists. 
I'm gonna start beating up scientists. They're just little nerds. And now people are like, oh, but now you're a scientist nerd. I gotta respect you. No, you're still an idiot. I will give you a wedgie and spit in your eye and then elbow you in the face. Little douchebags. F you. Dumbasses. All right, I'm violent and angry and old and agitated. I gotta, I gotta back it down. I gotta calm down. I gotta drink a big old glass of calm the F down. Today at three o'clock, Last Chance Radio, Moto Man and Kyle. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That is when Moto, Kyle, and Jason from Honda Yamaha Redlands take over the throne. They take over the throne of excellence that stretches left for them on the Moto Show. And that will be starting tomorrow morning. I still will do the post-race interviews and I will run those back on my show because I, I don't trust them. Not yet. They're not there yet. They can't handle that. That's that's big boy shoes right there. And they're not ready for those. They'll get there. Right now, I'm going to get the F out. I thank you for listening from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening to Big 49. Tell everybody you know. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. And uh, the Numbnutses will talk to you on Saturday. And I'll talk to you again on Monday. Till then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America. 